Hello, it's June 9, 2020, and you're listening to Faces Traders Podcast. Uh, I'd like to invite you to also watch my videos on Awesome 10X in YouTube. Uh, just type in Awesome 10X. You can find Philippine market updates. You can find global market updates. It's all there for you to peruse. So today we're going to discuss how great trades of all time happened. In the great trades of all time, I would say that uh, Bill Ackman's $27 million bet that became a $2.6 billion during the coronavirus crisis uh, merits attention. So let's understand how he made that bet and what can we do to incorporate those types of thinking into our portfolios. So Ackman's Pershing Square Capital Management Hedge Fund laid out a $27 million bet to buy credit protection on global investment grade and high yield credit indices. The purchases were made late last month around uh, February 25 and um, they carried a limited downside risk but the potential for significant upside. Ackman said that he wound up reaping $2.6 billion in proceeds. That's a 100x move for that hedge move. The hedge fund has um, also been going around the media. He actually was saying that President Donald Trump had to have uh, international uh, national shutdown to slow the spread of coronavirus because if he failed to act, hotel stocks would go to zero. But Bill Ackman around March 25, also known as the Bill Ackman bottom, has been buying up stocks. Essentially, uh, the proceeds of the hedges that he made have enabled them to become a substantially larger shareholder of a number of their portfolio companies, all at deeply discounted prices. Pershing stakes in Agilent Technologies, Berkshire Hathaway, Hilton Worldwide Holdings, Lowe's, Restaurant Brands International, and even Starbucks, he bought them back and bought more. So the fund maintained a 17% cash position, allowing it to make money in the drop. Uh, let's explain the another thing about these concepts. So you know how Bill Ackman turned $26 million to $2.7 billion, $27 million to $2.6 billion. Let's talk about the concept of what he did, which is black swans. Uh, black swans is... Um, a concept that Nassim Taleb discussed heavily. The theory of the black swan is that you have to bet or make a make a small bet on an unlikely outcome. So for instance, um, whether example um, a black swan is an unknown, so it's an unknown unknown. The COVID-19 outbreak is very transformative, uh, more transformative even more than the Arab Spring or even the fall of the Berlin Wall. So uh, in one article of H.G. Uh, Wells, he said this, Whether we expect another invasion or not, our views of the human future must be greatly modified by these events. We have learned now that we cannot regard this planet as being fenced in and a secure abiding place for man. We can never anticipate the unseen good, good or evil that may come upon us suddenly out of space. This excerpt from The War of the Worlds, a science fiction work written by H.G. Wells in 1898. 
uh, as he talks about aliens trying unsuccessfully to invade Earth. The learning of the Wells character today, more than a century later, is fully valid. The species' unexpected enemy is not a hostile and genocidal alien, but it undoubtedly forces all of humanity to start a phase of reflection on itself, its future, its relationship with the environment. Such is the effect produced by this invisible Godzilla that impacts the rules of economic activity, consumer economy, and even everything international. As a black swan, truly the COVID-19 has become more transformative than any of the other world events that we had. Once again, the end of history, the last of man, is questioned. I remember during the COVID crisis that um, people were talking about the end of the world. On the contrary, the coronavirus has also acted as an accelerator of changes that were already underway, such as um, fintech payments, cashless, cashless payments, digital e-commerce, online education, online remote work collaboration. Understandably, what did I learn uh, in this COVID environment uh, with Bill Ackman, everything that they have been discussing? Uh, what I've learned is this. Black Swan traders have to understand that it's all about asymmetry. Uh, it's all about this. Let's read a few things that what a Black Swan trader has to know. Casinos will not gamble. They rely on the gambling behaviors of others and let the probabilities work for them over many bets. Traders and investors need to think and act like casinos. Most people, maybe 90% or more, approach trading with a focus on money, an obsession with being right, a desire for instant gratification. But to do well in the field of trading, investing, you gotta do everything differently. You have to approach trading in an unconventional way so that you could also get unconventional results. What does this, what does this mean? The future is uncertain. If you deeply understand that uncertainty is to be expected from the market, you would not be putting excessive faith in your analysis, but instead focus more on putting trades with an asymmetric risk-reward proposition. A black swan trade is to bet on an unlikely outcome such that if I lose, I lose 1, but if I win, I win 10, I win 50, I win 100. You have to remember, why do people pay insurance? Let me read to you a few celebrities that you know who have been paying millions of dollars for insurance. Example would be football players. Top football players who have insured their body parts. Example. Now, if you think about it, why would people insure their body parts? Because these famous personalities across the globe rely on their body parts, such as their legs or their body, for their careers. Example, the 2014 World Cup winning German goalkeeper had his hand insured for around 4 million euros. He is one of the highest paid goalkeepers in the world. He has been playing for Bayern Munich since 2011 and is still going strong. This insurance protects him in case he suffers a career-ending hand injury. Similarly, 
Spain captain Iker Casillas, who lifted the World Cup trophy in 2010 along with the Euro in 2012, also has his hands insured for around 15 million euros. Ex-Real Madrid goalkeeper has done this insurance back in 2007. He currently plays for Porto but he has suffered a heart attack and has not been back on the field yet. Casillas joked after he signed the insurance deal, If I damage my knee, I will pretend my hand hurts. There are so many celebrities, including Cristiano Ronaldo. Real Madrid announced that he had insured the legs of, his, um, of their star player Cristiano Ronaldo in 2009. The precaution was taken just in case a stray foul landed him with a permanent leg injury. The insurance is reportedly around the region of 120 to 130 million euros, and the current Juventus star is still going strong after having won the Euro for Portugal. David Beckham Beckham is one of the most popular football players across the world. The former Manchester United and Real Madrid star insured his legs for around 40 million euros each during his playing days. He then upgraded his insurance to his whole body for around 190 million euros. This policy would cover him financially in case he loses any endorsements that depend on his looks. How about Lionel Messi? Lionel Messi paid 750 million euros arguably the greatest football player to have ever played the game. Messi's magical left foot is worth a whopping 750 million euros. The six-time Ballon d'Or winner has the most expensive insurance among all the football players. Considering all of his achievements, the amount doesn't seem surprising. Why do people pay insurance? Essentially, it's about the black swan. They don't want to risk um, the day when they could have a career-ending injury. What should we learn about this? Well, you should learn that a good trader should aspire to win, but should be prepared to lose. The concept of black swans about of all these insurances is really when you make that preparation to lose, whether it's um, a $1,000 bet or a $5,000 bet or however money, it's all about how much are you willing to lose, are you prepared to lose that, and then you have to aspire to win higher rather than what you are losing. Trade only when you have the best favorable asymmetry on your side. Once you have it, do not hesitate to pull the trigger. Let's talk about these great trades of all time. Uh, I have... I have a lot to share on this topic. Okay, risks and rewards. I need to tell you that in order to make life-changing wins, you have to really think about stocks that will make so much range potential such that it will offer you explosion, explosion gains. Now, how will you even have these big payoffs? Biggest payoffs have to come from where nobody wants to bet or it is the unlikeliest outcome. The basic idea here is that Mr. Talib's black swan strategy is always to keep most of your money in ultra-safe bets, uh, something that is like a small return, 
and then bet a small portion, example, 10% of these, on option contracts or other speculative bets where prices will soar during a market panic. That's what Nassim Taleb did. But you can also bet on the other side. When the market is graciously, graciously fearful, such as during about March when people were talking about the end of the world, if you make a bet on a bullish side, your $1 bet could yield to $10 moves. So that is really the concept of this black swan strategy. Let's discuss. Has the black swan strategy been very powerful in 2020? Yes. But it's also true that during 2008 financial crisis, this black swan event type of trading has always resulted in very huge gains. Consider the fact that during 2008 financial crisis, Citigroup, basically the financials, were tanking big. Citigroup fell 99% that year 2008 from $560 to as low as $10. You know what happened after it bottomed at $10? Even if you bought a 20 or 30, you would have doubled your money. $10 went as high as $60 in the next few days and the next few months. What we're saying here is that there is a concept wherein people would buy, um, buy really, really bad companies because of the outsized risk-reward opportunities. Because it comes from where nobody is betting. It's more like a lottery bet. It's also similar to like if you are down 99%, how much lower can it go? I can lose my 1%, but I'm also okay to win 100%. You get my point. So um, outsized risk-reward opportunities always comes from where nobody is betting, especially when you are very early. When you're early, in order to get that great risk-reward, you need to learn to leave when the market is getting crazy because there will always be opportunities. One example that I always share here is about the Fortnite craze. The Fortnite craze happened around 2017 to 2018. Tim Sweeney uh, made a free-to-play game. Uh, Epic Games ended up um, having this Fortnite getting downloaded for about 100 million downloads in three months. Eventually, this got about 250 million downloads. You've got a lot of daily, monthly average users even until today at 2020. Uh, during the Fortnite craze, a lot of streamers um, were, of course, using headsets um, and they were also spending on their virtual skins. Fortnite, of course, made a lot of money. Uh, it's around $3 billion that time, making um, Tim Sweeney a definite billionaire overnight through those games. Uh, it was uh, a, a portion of the stake of Epic Games Studio was sold to Tencent. Tencent ended up making a huge uh, win, buying uh, I think forty percent of uh, Tim Sweeney's Tim Sweeney's company. Can you imagine? Um, I think around three years after, that Epic Games Studio is worth fifteen billion dollars because they make a recurring revenue of about three billion dollars a year. So um, definitely, it was a good buy for Tencent, but also a very powerful. Um, a, 
a very powerful, almost long shot way to make a billion dollars or three billion dollars for Tim Sweeney. Of course, in that Fortnite craze, Turtle Beach, which was an unheard of company, rose from the ashes, went from about $2 to $35 in just maybe six months' time. During that entire Fortnite move, a lot of the players, um, these are 18-year-old kids, 15-year-old kids, $12, 12-year-old uh, kids, they were, uh, they were playing Fortnite and also purchasing Turtle Beach headsets. And it spiked in sales such that that extra, that, that extra, extra spike of gains for Turtle Beach ended up being a bonanza, both for the traders who made a bet on early, early on for Turtle Beach and those who stayed on until that hype was done. Eventually, of course, Turtle Beach uh, hype uh, settled down after 35 it fell all the way back to $4, and now it's trading at about $11, a more uh, sustainable state. But the point is, um, when you're early on a craze, it can really reap you a huge reward. That's a uh, that's really more like a yeah. It's similar to really black swan type of events. Uh, you don't need to look any further. One type of a black swan event that uh, people didn't understand was um, how insanity can happen with uh, legalization of cannabis. Remember that um, around year 2018, Tilray went somewhere from about $25, shooting up to $300. Now, you might think that it was an isolated event and that was happening for Tilray only, but the reality is that $25 to $300 move or more than 10, it was about 15x in uh, around three months. That move was not isolated. Once upon a time, um, Cannabis CGC through Canopy Growth Company, uh, it was start, the movement for CBD was starting even as early as 2014. Now, during 2015, Canopy Growth Company was, uh, was the world's largest cannabis name. From 2015 to 2017, the early people here went from about $1 to $15. $15 eventually dropped to about 6 and 7 but lo and behold, you could see that if you had um, been early in this trend, we are talking about betting early, being there, and leaving late. <clears throat> Even if you entered a three year after this move, like uh, 15 goes down to about 6 or 5 or 7, three years after, this went full throttle towards 52 as the legalization of cannabis really went <coughs> to the entire USA. So far, we have around 25 states in the U.S. Legal, uh, who legalized cannabis, basically medical marijuana, as, um, as a lot of professionals have proven that medical marijuana or cannabidiol was proven to be an effective way uh, to treat epileptic seizures, to treat muscle inflammation, to reduce anxiety, stress, and so forth. So with scientific data backing it up, uh, medical marijuana was really, uh, was be has become legalized, uh, especially the story when 2013-2014 CNN documentary entitled Weed 
talked about a girl named Charlotte Figi. Charlotte Figi uh, was, of course, treated with uh, cannabidiol by the Stanley brothers. So um, these events are what you call, maybe you can call them once-in-a-lifetime events. But uh, whether it's once-in-a-lifetime events, the point is, these once-in-a-lifetime events are really going to give you that uh, opportunities of a lifetime if you know really how to bet well. Um, these events are not isolated. Of course, CGC 2015 to 2017, it wasn't just Canopy Growth that did that move. Aurora Cannabis, which is the second largest cannabis company uh, in Canada, was trading in Canada and U.S. at $5 during that time. With the legalization of cannabis, it went to $35. Uh, it stayed from about 35 drops to about 20 to 25. Another year after, during the end of November, 25 goes shooting up to about $80. From about 80, it falls to about 60. It goes up all the way to 150. Now, Aurora Cannabis fell, fell to about as low as $6. And then after it got financing in three days, Aurora Cannabis went from 6 to 20, down to about 14. The question now is at 14, are you willing to buy a company which has already that legalization of cannabis in place? Those are the kinds of asymmetric risk-reward opportunities that you are looking for. Charlotte's Web example. Charlotte's Web Holdings was um, trading around 2018. The IPO was 2018. We know that Charlotte's Web had a mission, which was to help all of these uh, epileptic seizures to lessen that to zero. And they proved it that they could do it. So uh, eventually, that IPO went from about $10 to $30. After the hype was gone, real fundamentals were there. So $30 fell down to 4 Recently, uh, good earnings from, Char from Charlotte's Web from 4 to 6, now to 8. Even at 8, um, we think that it can still continue to go to 12 or 30. So the point is, if you are buying at these levels and the, and the secular trends are there, you have to ask yourself, what's my risk of a downside and what's my upside? This is a classic black swan event trading. How many black swan events could you make 10x from? Well, let's take a look. This year, APT, Alpha Protect, if you recall, um, everyone was required to wear masks, even until today. At that point in time, the only stock that was selling masks was APT. Alpha Protect went from about $4 to as high as $40 in a span of about six, seven days. Uh, of course, that hype was, was not uh, sustainable. So after trading at 40, it then fell back to about 8. It's still trading at about 10. That would be double the previous $4 low uh, when it was starting to be apparent that COVID was becoming a global um, virus. Now, recall that um, there are very many, a lot of, quote-unquote COVID vaccines this year. Innovio Pharmaceuticals went somewhere from about $5 or $4 to 
to as high as $20 in such a short span of time, in fact, a week. Of course, you may say that, well, you don't know which pharmaceutical truly has that COVID vaccine. That's true. But we are talking today about asymmetric risk-reward opportunities. Black Swan trades, the 1 to 10 type of moves, happen when nobody is willing to make a bet. It's similar to the time when, um, why do these things happen? Whether it happened to Innovio, whether it happened to Novavax, whether it happened to um, Moderna, even to Wayfair, or even to um, Penn National Gaming, rising in three months from $3.60 to $36. The concept here is the element of surprise. The element of surprise is really about finding um, it's kind of like taking advantage of uh, really taking advantage of a mis mispricing uh, in the market. One type of mispricing that happened in the market was the fact that people were pricing in the end of the world around March 20, but we also priced in a faster than expected recovery on the reopening in June. So like within three months, we went from end of the world to all-time highs. Maybe you'd say that that is a surprising thing, uh, but these types of um, events will truly give those 10x opportunities. Just to give you facts, UVXY, which is a volatility index uh, ETF, shot up from February 21 to March 23, somewhere from about $10 to $140. In fact, when the VIX fell from about 140 to 120 and 110, that was the major sign that we have to now buy stocks because people were super fearful and that extreme fear was conducive to be betting on the long side because you had cheap stocks, very, uh, very cheap stocks and very good quality companies. You could buy e-commerce, which was low um low impact on covid and you knew that that e-commerce would accelerate even more uh more so we recall that during this time we saw that zoom video went anywhere from about 80 to 160 even going to as high as 240 this entire covid time which made sense because of remote work collaboration those types of things are black swan events that you have to take advantage Let's explain as well. Um, recall that last year, Tesla at about $250, $200. Tesla was already reporting a patent. They already patented a million-mile battery. Um, and then even uh, that quarter, Tesla surprised the market with a 20% gap-up move on their first early earnings quarter showdown. But for most Tesla fans, they, that was not a surprise to them because they were looking at the fundamentals intently. They, were, they knew that the factory in um, China was ahead of expectations. That element of surprise for that first positive quarterly profit and that ahead of delivery expectations and ahead of delivery for those factories resulted to Tesla going from about $300 to $600 in two months and then from 600 to 900 in a week. So like from 300 to 900 in less than three months. Can you imagine that? That 
probably surprised every uh, spectator. So um, why am I talking about these types of events? Well, I'm talking about these types of events because a lot of people today are saying that, wow, I never expected the strength of this rally. I never expected that shit companies that are bankrupt companies will go 10x in five days. Like, why would Hertz, Hertz Global go from 50 cents? A, so from recall that Hertz Global filed for bankruptcy from about $3, it tanked to about 80% the next day to 50 cents. Then a few days after, Hertz Global is back to that pre-bankruptcy level of $3.50. Went from $50 to $3.50, that's times seven your money. What was the concept behind it? Well, I would say that the buyers at 50 cents or a dollar thought to themselves that, okay, I'm willing to lose my $1,000. I'm going to bet that this, this company will not go to zero. So basically, while everyone is betting on zero, there's another side of the bet that's betting that it's not going to go to zero. And even if it does go to zero, they are aware that their $1 will go to zero. They're going to lose that entire stake of, them's, of theirs. But if they're right, that $1 could go $2 or $3. That's the basic nature of black swan event trading. That's true why hap what happened with Luckin Coffee. Luckin Coffee was uh, admitting to a Enron type of accounting fraud uh, from $26. The next day it opened, it fell all the way to $6 or, or 80% down as well. $6 eventually went as low as $1.50. Once the market saw that nobody wanted to sell at $1.50, some people bought at $2, and lo and behold, three days after, $2 went to $6. Why did it happen that way? Why would somebody buy Luckin Coffee at $2? Number one, these people would probably think that even if it went to zero, I'm okay to just make a bet on here. What's the difference between making a $2 bet now? Uh, if I lose my stake, I lose my stake. This is the perfect um, reason, rationality of what a gambler does. Now, not all gamblers are really um, bad. If you think about it, there is a concept of uh, probabilities and statistics, asymmetries. A professional gambler or a professional trader knows when to bet. If he knew that the government was going to bail out the airlines, would you continue to short it in the first place and you even expect to make money? Of course not. Um, everyone in the world knew that in 2008, Tim Geithner and Barack Obama, President Barack Obama also created like a TARP vehicle to save all these toxic assets such as the banks. So wouldn't it be normal to assume that the government, which was telegraphing through the Fed liquidity-induced event, that they would buy all these um, assets that were hurt from the COVID such as the airlines? So it wasn't quite um, unexpected that when there was the Moderna vaccine, that people would buy up American Airlines, Delta Airlines, uh, United Airlines. And buying on that Moderna vaccine day, wherein um, you could buy Delta Airlines at 21, the lowest 19, so you had a $2 risk. It could go to 28, could go to 30 or 38. Eventually, 21 went to 36 in just a month. The point here is that the people who were betting here were not psychologically wrong. They were just betting on the asymmetry on the risk-reward setups, which is really how a good trader should trade. 
Uh, example, today we are seeing that Macy's, Macy's department stores has reported that they have a $4.5 billion financing. Now, Macy's has fallen about 90%, 98%, from its peak. While it bottomed at about $5 this year, even if you're buying at $10, it's rational for the person who's buying at $10 to bet that it cannot go any lower or break that $5. Meaning, if I bet $1,000 at $10, my risk is $5. Um, I'm going to lose like 50% of my stake at $500 or my $10 could become $15 or $20. If you like the expected valuation, the probability of those events, then it makes sense for you that given that it's not going to go bankruptcy chapter 11 filing, that you're going to bet on the long side. Essentially, it captures that moment wherein you have to realize that the market, uh, the black swan events will often give you the best payoffs, the best returns because you're talking about extremes. Recall that this is an often quoted quote. Warren Buffett said, buy when others are greedy, uh, sorry, buy when others are fearful, and sell when others are greedy. But to me, that greed and fear is not sufficient. What you have to know is that greed and fear, there's not just two emotions in the market. There is always more to greed and fear. The bigger fear is, of course, despair. To me, there's such a thing as despair. Fear can become panic. Fear can become panic and despair, depression, all of those things. And also, people could be apathetic. People could be greedy. People could be euphoric. People could have insanity in their mind. Now, is it insane for people to get 800% returns in seven days for Hertz Global, which is a bankrupt company? You might say, well, that's insane. That's true. But we have seen insanity play out over history in the last 200, 300 years. Charles McKay wrote a book uh, he called about the illusions of grandeur. Uh, he talked about the South Sea bubble. He, called, uh, he talked about the tulip bubbles. You know, um, there's actually this psychological book written by Dan O'Reilly. Dan O'Reilly said um, in his book, Predictably Irrational, let me read that book to you. In Predictably Irrational, Dan O'Reilly said that uh, it's a two 2008 book. He challenged the reader's assumptions about making decisions based on rational thought. Dan O'Reilly explains that my goal in this book is to help you fundamentally rethink what makes you and the people around you think. I hope that it will lead you by giving you a wide range of scientific experiments, findings, and anecdotes that you might find amusing. I hope you learn them and how to avoid some of them. To me, um, the predictably irrational theory is very, very good. Um, you have to actually predict that people are actually irrational human beings. Irrational meaning they could sell it all the way down to about $1, giving you the best risk-reward upside. And also insane, such that for after selling it at $0.50 cents or a dollar, people would also be the same kind of animal that will buy it back $3, $4, even just the next five days. Um, you have to believe that people are really not logical. People go through cycles of madness, delusion, and if you can find those types of hysteria, whether it be the plant meat craze like what happened last year, 
uh, beyond meat went from about IPO 25 to about $250 in three months. Those are the kinds of like, uh, those are the kinds of opportunities that you want to find yourself into. Uh, always find the best risk reward setups for yourself. And remember this, the biggest payoffs will always happen when nobody, when nobody is betting on it because it's the unlikeliest outcome. In the unlikely outcome, still try to make a bet because that 1% position could end up becoming 10%. May you get your 10x rewards. Thank you for listening to me. Bye-bye. Please subscribe to Awesome10x in YouTube. This podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise.